What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Coban. It's October 15, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn episode 57. In this episode, I'll be talking about what rep ranges your workouts should be in if you're looking to build muscle and circuit training versus straight sets when it comes to workouts, basically which one is better and why. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter, at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. Hockey season is finally now underway this week, which is my favorite sport to watch on TV. So I watched a few games this week, even though I was up until later than usual on some days where I didn't have to wake up too early when it came to work the next morning. And I'm happy to report that the Chicago Blackhawks played their first game of the season, But the team got absolutely slapped in their first game. They played Colorado in their season opener and the game started at like 10 or 10.30 and that's already bedtime for me, but I had to stay up and at least watch the first game. And what a mistake that was, seriously. The game was over pretty quick actually, so I was in a bad mood for the night. I think within the first 10 minutes, it was already 3 nothing for Colorado Avalanche. I mean, Colorado is probably one of the top three teams in the league, and they're one of the favorites to win the Cup, so I guess that wasn't surprising. But the Blackhawks got dominated in that first period that I watched. And after that, I went to sleep, actually, and just decided to go to the gym in the morning to try to forget that one, take out some frustration, you know how it is. I shouldn't be too upset because Colorado was actually my favorite team growing up when they had like Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Ray Bork, Rob Blake was on there for a bit. They had Milan Hayduk, uh, Adam Foote, Patrick Wannett. I mean, they're rigged, but still, that doesn't matter now because it looks like there's a little bit of a rivalry brewing there between them and the Blackhawks, so I can't really cheer for them right now. I remember they dominated during that era when I was playing NHL games on uh, PS1 and PS2. That was like in the 90s and early 2000s. That was the team I used to pick, but they were pretty rigged at that point, so that's why I used them. And NHL 22 is actually out today for the PS5, so that's just another thing I need to plan my schedule around right now. Anyways, the Blackhawks better win tonight versus the Devils, and I think if I remember correctly, tonight's game is actually normal time. I think they play at like 7pm, so that'll actually end at a reasonable time since they're playing on the East Coast, so hopefully I can watch them get their first win. Now that these sports are back though, everything seems to slowly be getting back to normal, The crowds are at full capacity for both NBA and NHL, so that's good to see. And the schedule is back to normal, so that means in hockey, the Canadian teams aren't just playing each other like they did last year. So yeah, back to normal for sports, which is good to see. 
I did see the season opener between the Leafs and Montreal. Leafs won that one. And the anthem singer for the Leafs game was actually at the game this time. I think the past two years now, she was on like some pre-recorded Zoom call for the anthem, which was just hilarious looking back at it now. It's good to see that things are slowly getting back to normal, though. The crowds were so hyped during the games that I saw. I love to hear and see that atmosphere. It's actually going to be a regular, regular season. Regular season squared. So yes, now that uh, my favorite sports are back, that also means my fantasy leagues are back. I get to defend my crown in one league, but... I don't know how my team for that league is looking until later tonight, which is when my draft is. But man, I'm in charge of four basketball fantasy leagues this year and one hockey league. I don't even know how I'm going to keep up with all of that, but I play to win. The actual NBA season starts, I think, next week, but most of my leagues already did their drafting. I have some decent NBA teams already so far, so we'll see what happens. I can say my team looks good on paper, but you never know what could happen in the regular season with all the injuries that happen and stuff like that. And COVID will probably still be a factor, seeing how Nathan McKinnon, and that's in hockey, he's going to miss the first few games of this uh, NHL season because he tested positive for the Rona. So this being a fitness podcast, maybe some of you want to hear about some bodybuilding stuff, which I've gotten away from lately. But this past weekend, or it might have actually been last weekend at this point, I'm not even sure now, uh, but I never brought it up on the podcast yet. We had the biggest bodybuilding competition take place, and that's, of course, the Olympia. Chris Bumstead, aka Seabum, takes another title, his third in a row, and it looks like he could still win a few more. I think the competition was closer this year than the year before, but he still looks super good and dialed in, and he's continuing to bring up his weak points every year. Last year, his back was even more developed than the year before, and this year, it looks like his arms even blew up a tiny bit more, so he ended up taking first place in his division, which is classic physique. And I didn't really pay attention to the female side of things, and... I also don't know or don't care to check who see who wants or to check who to see who won men's physique. So let's just go to the open category, which is where the mass monsters are. Another repeat champion there, Big Rami took it this year again. He's just freakishly huge, and if he comes in condition every year, he'll be tough to beat because he doesn't really have a weak point. If he's dialed in, plus his legs are just stupid big. Notable names were uh, Chris Bumstead's brother-in-law actually also competes. Ian, who uh, he came in 7th in the Open, I think. I'm pretty sure that's his best placing at the Olympia so far in his career. So he's still on the come up. Maybe he'll take it in like 2 or 3 years if he keeps up this pace. Who knows? Another notable name was Regan Grimes, who's another Canadian who competed in the Open class, and he came in 15th place, which, I mean, that's still pretty good to even step on the stage with those beasts. And something a little off-topic, it looks like USA will finally let in their Canadian friends up north here through the border soon, 
So starting in November, the border will reopen for fully vaccinated travelers. So that's a little bit of good news there, depending on who you are. I think the land border has been closed for almost 20 months now at this point, so it's good to see that at least the fully vaxxed people can cross over if they need to do any shopping in Buffalo or visit some friends or family. And I think I've done my fair share of traveling for the time being since uh, since getting back from vacation. I've been working like crazy, which don't get me wrong, it's a good thing, but Man, I really have to adjust better to my current life, and this first week back from vacation has been exhausting. I still haven't really gotten into the uh, groove of things in terms of my diet or sleep or exercise. That being said, I did have a quick workout today, and it looks like my strength hasn't changed much with my sporadic training and under-eating and lack of sleep for the past two weeks now, so I guess that is some good news. But I think this weekend I'm planning on doing some body measurements and more tracking and paying attention to my diet and exercise a little bit more going forward. I think for the next four weeks I'm going to try and do like a three or four day training split. I think that'll be good for me. Honestly, I just thought about this earlier today and I think it'll be good for me to try out. I've been working out for I think nearly eight years now, which seems like a lot, but it hasn't really been that long. Usually people my age have already been lifting for like 15 years or something like that, but I only got into this exercising stuff in my early 20s, so I still feel like I have some room for growth and more gains still. But anyways, I've been working out for eight years, uh, yeah, around eight years now, but ever since I started, I literally have been trying to go every single day since my very first day working out at Humber College. I've just been determined uh, when it comes to going to the gym every single day. So my workout split that I've like created for myself over the years has always been based on a six or seven day workout schedule. So I've been doing that the whole time. But yeah, I mean, I have had breaks in my training due to injuries or taking some time off, but like 50 or 51 out of the 52 weeks of the year, I'm pretty consistent when it comes to getting in a workout every single day. So I think going forward, I'm going to back off a little bit in terms of my days of frequency of hard training and see how my body responds to that. What I'm talking about right now is pretty similar to one of the topics I'm going to talk about later since the topics today are mainly about training. So since I've been doing that six or seven day training split ever since I got into working out eight years ago, I think now would be a pretty good time for me to try something new. So I think I am going to write myself a program where I'm working out maybe four times a week. I mean, I'm still going to be in the gym every day doing a little bit of something, but I plan on having only four days where I'm actually doing the compound lifts and that should help me adjust to this new crazy work schedule I have. I think that'll benefit me quite a bit. Plus, I'm planning on putting more focus into my diet, so I'm going to make more time for that right now in my life. But trust me, I still plan on making strength and aesthetic gains during this phase of training, especially since I recently got a lifting belt so I'm just going to continue practicing with that until I get better with it. It'll, I think this new uh, training split, it'll just be something new for me to do, and it should help me with that recovery aspect that 
I usually neglect. So more mobility focus for the next few weeks and more attention to the diet side of things while still working out and making progress on those other four days. So I'll report with you guys probably every week or so just to see how that's going, but I'm looking to finish this year on a high note. Question 1. What rep ranges should your exercises be done in in order to build muscle? I figured I would bring this up this week since earlier this week I had a client mention that he knew someone who was doing a 5x5 workout training split and we got into a little talk about what that would be beneficial for. So a 5x5 just basically means that he's doing squat, bench, and deadlift for 5 sets of 5 reps. And this is a pretty common workout program and I've done it before and had some of my clients do it before and I've gotten great results with that. So 5 sets for 5 reps and this is what we're specifically going to focus on here. Doing sets in a 5 rep range, these lower rep ranges are good if you're mainly looking to build strength. That's not to say you won't build muscle as well, because you will, but you'll see more of an increase in strength in the lower rep ranges, something like a 2-6 to six rep range. So 5 reps fall somewhere in between there. Developing strength will still have you put on muscle, so... Just because you might see those graphics that say this rep range will only give you strength, you'll also be putting on some muscle as well because you're getting stronger. And if you're getting stronger, there's a pretty good chance that you're putting on muscle as well. So if you're looking to really build muscle, that's your goal. Yes, that 2 to 6 rep range is pretty good, but getting in more reps per set would be ideal when it comes to really packing on muscle if that's your goal. That means higher rep ranges in the 8 to 12 range is the sweet spot according to what the research has showed. Remember that any rep range will build muscle if you're pushing yourself enough, but it looks like 8 to 12 reps will build the most muscle, at least initially. Now, generally speaking, sets done in this rep range with sufficient intensity will build the most muscle. So if that's your goal, then you should be doing your sets for whatever body part in this range The thing is, and I've said it before, this rep range will be super effective to build muscle, and that may be the case for 6 or maybe even up to 12 to 15 weeks, but after that, you might notice that you don't gain as much of a benefit as you did at the start of that programming block. So the first uh, 4 weeks, you might notice a lot of muscle that you're packing on, But after maybe 12 to 15 weeks, you might not be gaining as much muscle as you did initially. And that's because your body will adapt to whatever kind of training you do. Remember, I said that any rep range will build muscle. So after that initial muscle building, uh, maybe you've been programming your workouts to be three sets of 10 reps or something like that. You'll notice that your muscles are getting stimulated and growing over time, but you might start to notice a little bit of a plateau if you're doing that for too long. And that's when you're going to have to switch up your training and use a different method. That might mean working in a higher rep range or working in a lower rep range. And this is also true when it comes to strength as well, even though I know the question wasn't specifically asking about this. At the beginning, I was talking about uh, 5x5 training, 
and that program, uh, sorry, and that programming was built in order to maximize the amount of strength to increase your one rep max and the weight you can put on the bar for your compound lifts. Again, that's true according to the studies that working in that lower rep range will build your strength quicker. But again, after a few months of that, you might notice those effects start to decrease a little bit. That's not to say you won't still get stronger, but you might notice those strength gains start to slow down a little bit. So then, the solution there would be to change up the rep range. So let's go back a little bit. If you do your three sets of 10 reps for, let's say, three months, you might notice a little bit of a plateau when it comes to that muscle building signal that you're sending to your body. That's when it's time to switch up your training block to something like a lower rep range or a higher rep range. Because again, any rep range will build muscle if you're working hard enough and you want to switch it up because you don't want your body to fully adapt to your training. If you notice that that's the case, then moving to something like a 12 to 15 or even up to 20 reps could be something to do for a few weeks. And again, you'll start to see that muscle uh, muscle building, you'll start to see it develop again. Don't go too crazy with this though. Don't be doing something like 30 reps for your sets though, because at that point you might not be working close enough to failure in order to stimulate as much muscle growth as possible. And by working hard enough in these sets, I mean an RPE of 8 or so would be ideal. Pushing yourself to failure every single set, regardless of rep range, has been shown to not be the best way to make gains, whether that be strength or muscle. Alright, so there you have it. The sweet spot when it comes to building muscle is going to be in that 8 to 12 or even 6 to 12 rep range. And that's according to the studies, according to what I've seen with my clients and myself, that does seem to ring true. But again, any rep range will build muscle. Don't just stick to one rep range forever because your body could adapt to that training if you're there for too long. So if muscle building is your goal, then write your program to incorporate these different training blocks and push yourself hard enough and you should see significant gains over time. Tracking your workouts help with that as well. Question 2. Should I be doing circuit training or straight sets? Alright, so this one is going to really depend on what your goals are. I think circuit training can actually be great sometimes, but I do think straight sets do have more application when it comes to an average person and their training. That's not to say that circuit training has no value or isn't beneficial, because it does, so we'll talk about that first. Circuit training is going to be good if you're short on time. I do this occasionally, honestly, because sometimes in between clients I have less than an hour of time, and that's a time where I can get in a quick workout. If I only have 45 minutes or so, I can't really warm up for something like a squat or a deadlift session because that could take upwards of 20 minutes and there goes half my training time. But instead, if I do circuit training, I could warm up for three to five minutes and get in a pretty good workout for maybe shoulders and arms or something like that. And if you don't know exactly what circuit training is, it's basically where you're going from exercise to exercise or from machine to machine with minimal or no rest in between sets. 
And this is why straight sets are going to be better for most people because that rest in between sets is actually more important than you think. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So circuit training does have some other benefits besides just the amount of time it'll take. So yeah, if you're low on time, if you only have 20 to 45 minutes, then circuit training could be great for you because you're just going from exercise to exercise and it's a good way to get in a quick workout. And this is also great when it comes to calorie burn because your heart rate is going to be elevated the whole time again because you're not resting much in between sets. So you'll be doing kind of like a high intensity kind of cardio as opposed to like a steady and slow state cardio. And this is also going to lead to more stamina and endurance gains. Sometimes switch things up and toss these into your workout every now and then. You might like them. But if your goal isn't to build stamina and endurance and that calorie burn session, then straight sets are going to be what I recommend most people to do. And that's because with those straight sets, you're going to be building muscle more efficiently as opposed to circuit-based training. You need that break in between sets if you're looking to build muscle, which will lead to so many other benefits other than just aesthetic purposes. You'll be more protected against severe illnesses, you'll be boosting your metabolism, and the list goes on and on when it comes to the benefit of having more muscle on your body. You'll be leaner, you'll be stronger for daily activities. With straight sets, you'll actually be uh, fatiguing your muscles, and with circuit training, you run the risk of injury because of that lack of rest in between exercises. That could lead to a little bit of your form breaking down, which could be a problem if you're not advanced or not used to training this way. So with straight sets, when you start to fail your reps, it'll be because your muscles are breaking down as opposed to your heart being that weak link because your heart rate will be elevated most of the time doing a circuit routine. Like the last question, I mentioned every rep range will build muscle and strength. The same thing is true here. Circuit training and straight sets will be beneficial for your health. They'll both build muscle and strength also, but straight sets will be more efficient at doing both of those things. Circuit-based training is more tailored to you if your goal is to build endurance and cardiovascular health, while the straight sets will help you put on more muscle and strength. It just depends on what your main long-term goal is. And if your goal is to build muscle and increase your metabolism, then straight sets are the way to go. Having more muscle on your body creates that like safeguard against so many chronic issues we have to deal with, and it's a great pro- uh, protection against aging and the problems that that could bring too. So if you're on the fence about which way to train, try them both out and honestly just see which one you like better. Just because the science points in one direction doesn't mean you should just completely cut out the other method. Ultimately, what will get you to your goal is a training method that you enjoy. So just because circuit-based training is more for endurance purposes, if you enjoy and look forward to actually doing your workouts, then that's the one that you should be doing. Because what will get you to your goals is whatever form of exercise you enjoy and actually do consistently a few times a week. And that concludes episode 57 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. 
If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.